Reporting from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations, this is the Cyber Risk Report. The Cyber Risk Report is a strategic intelligence product created by Cisco analysts that highlights current security issues in mid- to long-range perspectives. The report addresses various risk management categories, such as vulnerability, physical, legal, trust, identity, human, and geopolitical. This report covers the time period of August 19th through August 25th, 2013. Vulnerability activity remained consistent with previous periods. Highlights for the period include three Cisco security advisories, an updated version of Google Chrome, and continued software updates and new exploits from the Oracle Java SE Critical Patch Update Advisory for June 2013. Cisco released three security advisories addressing multiple vulnerabilities in Cisco Unified Communications Manager, denial of service vulnerability in Cisco Unified Communications Manager IM and Presence Service, and a denial of service vulnerability in Cisco Prime Central for Hosted Collaboration Solution Assurance. Cisco also released three security notices for Cisco products that are affected by Apache HTTP server vulnerabilities. HP released additional security advisories and software updates and IntelShield has identified new proof-of-concept and exploit code for vulnerabilities originally reported in the Oracle Java SE Critical Patch Update Advisory for June 2013. Additional vulnerability activity included the release of Google Chrome version 29 to correct 25 vulnerabilities, multiple vulnerabilities reported in Mambo CMS, and multiple vulnerabilities in the Agora project. A researcher posted a video that showed a new, unspecified, arbitrary code execution vulnerability in Adobe Acrobat Reader, but few technical details or active exploits have been identified. A researcher also reported identifying a vulnerability in the OAuth authentication system used by third-party applications to access Twitter accounts. The vulnerability may allow attackers to compromise the tokens that are used by the application to access the account. However, Twitter responded that no known accounts had been compromised and advised users to review and restrict third-party applications that can access a Twitter account. IntelliShield published 135 events last week, 71 new events, and 64 updated events. These alerts are available via the IntelliShield Alert Manager service. Visit www.cisco.com slash go slash IntelliShield for more information. Moving on to the attack and compromises risk management category. Gartner reported financial attacks on wire payment switches at multiple banks, allowing attackers to extract millions of dollars from those banks. The attackers used a low-level distributed denial-of-service attack as a diversion and then transferred funds through the wire applications. The attacks on wire payment switches across multiple banks serve as a reminder of how attackers use multiple attack techniques to accomplish a specific goal. While the main target in this case was the wire payment switches, the attackers diverted the attention of security teams by conducting a distributed denial of service attack while focusing on attacking the wire payment switches. Although it is unclear how the attackers were able to gain access to the wire payment switches, phishing techniques against bank employees in an attempt to install malicious software on systems in the bank's internal networks could have been a factor. While the physical and logical layout of the bank's network topology is unknown, best practice dictates that these highly critical payment switches be separated from traffic entering the network, possibly placed in their own segregated VLAN 
away from other computing devices on the network and utilize defense in depth strategy. In the physical risk management category, the Wall Street Journal highlighted growing concerns about cyber attacks starting at the front door which allow the attacker a number of choices to obtain sensitive data. Attackers who take advantage of gaining access to the physical workspace of companies have a wide range of options to choose from for stealing proprietary data. After they are in the physical workspace, perpetrators can use memory sticks to download data, steal hard drives, computers, passwords, and VPN profiles, and map the network infrastructure. Several techniques can be used to help mitigate these attacks, such as 802.1x authentication to thwart unauthorized personal computers attempting to log on to the network, using hard drive encryption software, and enforcing policies for password-protected screensavers on short-timed duration. Organizations should also instruct employees to be aware of potential tailgaters when entering their buildings. Also in the physical risk management category, Officials are investigating two incidents of prison cell doors opening unexpectedly. A computer bug may have caused the cell doors to open, although investigators are also looking into other possibilities, such as an insider intentionally or erroneously opening the doors, or an external hacking of the system. The entire maximum security facility is highly automated, including the door locks, surveillance systems, and utilities. This incident follows a similar one that was investigated and believed to be corrected in May 2013. There are potential risks in highly automated prison systems where virtually all the systems are controlled through the network and unauthorized access to those systems can have a serious impact. As many organizations move to similar automated systems, the security of the network and systems is critical, requiring an architectural approach with defense in depth, network segregation, and strong access controls to the sensitive systems. Moving on to the trust risk management category. NASDAQ identified a problem with the securities industry processor, which consolidates and disseminates industry pricing, forcing NASDAQ to issue a regulatory halt for all trading on NASDAQ-listed securities. NASDAQ reported that they quickly corrected the problem and coordinated the reopening of the market. The total outage lasted nearly three hours before trading was resumed. Few details have been released about the outage except for some unconfirmed reports of connectivity issues with another market that prevented pricing updates from being disseminated. However, the impact across the markets and government shows the continued concern over the resiliency and stability of the market trading system. The markets are recognized as high-value targets, with the Al Qassam Group claiming credit for the distributed denial of service that caused the outage, although no evidence supports their claims. The markets, as with other financials, are frequently attacked and tightly regulated where even minor interruptions can cause a trading halt. All incidents are investigated and further details may be released, but regardless of the findings, the trust level in markets that experience repeated incidents and outages could cause traders to move to other markets. Next, in the geopolitical risk management category. Claims surfaced last week that Syrian President Bashar al-Assad's regime had killed hundreds of civilians in a chemical weapons attack, not far from Damascus. Coincidentally, a United Nations chemical weapons inspection team had just arrived in the Syrian capital under the UN mandate to verify earlier reports of chemical weapons use, but they had no mandate to investigate the new allegations. Within hours of the first reports of the alleged attack on August 21st, 
Over 100 videos were uploaded to the internet, showing civilians, including very young children, gasping for breath. Doubts about the video's veracity came almost immediately, with some charging that their timestamps showed that they were uploaded before the alleged attack. Others argued that the sheer number of videos uploaded in such a short period of time from multiple sources made it unlikely that the event could have been fabricated. Verifying claim that Assad's regime used chemical weapons on civilians is vital to gaining international consensus for the next steps. Given multiple conflicting stakeholders, samples taken from human tissues and soil in affected locations will have to be tested and retested in independent laboratories. Results must must be mutually accepted to be above bias, even if it reliably can be shown that victims died from asphyxiation by a chemical agent, there are further hurdles. For example, evidence may be needed to support claims that the agent was released knowingly by the Assad regime, as opposed to accidentally as the result of a bomb hit on a chemical factory, or even as a self-inflicted attack by anti-Assad forces desperate to force outside intervention. Whether video and other electronic evidence can be trusted is an issue of interest to information security specialists. Computer forensic experts may be called in to determine issues, including where and when the videos were uploaded. The extent to which crowdsourced video surveillance is deemed credible in the ensuing investigation may impact how such video is weighed in future tragic events. And finally, in the security trends risk management category. New reports this period from the National Institute of Standards and Technology, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the European Network and Information Security Agency, and McAfee highlight security trends on both the attack and prevention sides. The National Institute of Standards and Technology released updated documents on enterprise patch management and malware avoidance. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration released a draft guidance on wireless network security for medical devices and on threat activity. The European Network and Information Security Agency released its annual report for 2012, which provided detail on incidents reported, investigated, and the analysis of those incidents. These government reports and documents provide both regulatory guidance for those requiring compliance and sound recommendations for those that do not. The finding from the European Network and Information Security Agency report may surprise many, although the number of incidents investigated was small. The report conducted root cause analysis and separated the incident into several categories that provide an insightful examination of the impact, frequency, and possibility of the incidents. This concludes the Cyber Risk Report for this week. To read the full report, visit www.cisco.com slash go slash SIO and select the Cyber Risk Reports link. Tune in for next week's report from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations. Thanks for listening, and stay safe.